Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities. Welcome everyone to the Sent to Share podcast. Happy New Year if you're listening to this around when we recorded it. It's 2023. Yeah, let that sink in that this is, <laughs> we're talking, uh, I've heard Jetsons territory now, right? Uh, we should be flying around in hover packs and jet packs. So <laughs> they I don't say have it's the year yet. of the AI, you know, oh, the is- autom- automated intelligence, but oh, we'll oh. make it the year of something else. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a whole other podcast, but I've heard of one now that writes papers and does all these things and teachers are having to change that. But let's let's get into one thing AI can't do, which is raise the seven sails, Brent. That mm-hmm. uh, cannot be done by the AI. We've been going through this series. Uh, we've talked a little bit about um, the spiritual discipline, seven sails, as we've called them. We've talked about uh, multiplying extraordinary prayer, going out amongst the lost, focusing on God's word. And this week, as we start the new year, we're going to talk about uh, uh, casting vision. And this is one that I think a lot of believers, as they go through some sort of uh, discipleship training or learning about CPM, DMM, go, oh, I think I have this one. I know this one. I know how to do it. I certainly thought, oh, that's that's a strong suit. But as you go along, you start to learn, wait a second, <laughs> I don't think I really understand this one the way I thought I did. And part of that is being obedient in the other spiritual disciplines, Brent, but also being obedient in this one is a little different than we probably think as we study what Jesus said and how he did it. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been uh, making fun of you and and pressing in a little bit about how did you do these other raising of the sales perfectly? And, you know, of course, you always said that you did every one of them perfectly, right? This is probably the one where uh, I have to upfront say that I did not do it perfectly. And we've learned a lot of lessons on this journey about casting vision that I think that as we unpack this, uh, hopefully it'll help other people um, not make some of the same mistakes that we made and recognize that Jesus really actually has a pretty simple way for us to cast vision. So here's what it says if you want to follow along, Matthew 16, 21 through 27. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. I'll let that just soak in for a moment. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Powerful passage of scripture. Uh, Man. When you see when you hear this passage of scripture and just kind of see how it was lived out between the inner inner uh, relation with Jesus and the disciples, Joe, like what are some things that first jump out to you? 
Well, the first thing you take away is he talks about what he's going to go through and explains that to him. So he doesn't start with all these things that you're going to go do this and you're going to do that. No, this is what I'm going to experience. This is some of my, he's sharing his story. He's bringing them into his story and giving them examples of what he's doing. And then Peter immediately goes like, right. He's the, he's these, these, this church elder right here goes, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going down. Jesus. And you think of like, we love to pick on Peter, but we think of how often we do exactly what he did. And Jesus get behind me, Satan. Cause he knows where that's coming from. It's from. And so I, I immediately think we so often think about the things of man and think that we're doing the things of God. And Jesus immediately is showing us hey, this is the story. This is what's going on. And I think back to how often I didn't do that. It's kind of like we have this new vision. We want to cast it and we want to tell everyone, hey, this is what's going on. And this is this is what you should be doing. Or this is what, instead of going, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been going through. So when people try to tell you, well, that's not right, or you're not doing this right. Instead, you're just kind of like, no, I'm doing the things of God. And I just showed you in this story. And so for me, right off the bat, you know, thinking in that mindset in the casting vision takes some time. Yeah, I think it's pretty powerful to think that Jesus began casting vision in this story out of his own personal obedience. Sometimes we forget that Jesus only did what his father told him to do. He wasn't, you know, winging it or coming up with his own way or seeing what he thought might be best in that particular situation. He was just doing what his father told him to do. And I think sometimes we forget that there's a lot of simplicity in obedience that just gives us freedom. Because you think like obedience is freedom. But what if it actually produces in us a freedom to cast vision without being so dependent on uh, the instant results. I know uh, for me, Joe, that I used to cast vision out of um, content or somebody else's story or a leadership concept. And I would leverage that over people and use it to woo people. And I think in some leadership contexts, there's some a little bit of effectiveness to that. Um, the problem is, does it actually stick for the long haul? And uh, I mean, you've, you've observed some of that vision casting out of my own mouth. So would you say that it is that it stuck for the long haul? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think we've seen probably we've seen a, a big jump in in ourselves in these seven sales that we've shared with each other. But I think this is one that's had the biggest reset because if you see the jump in some of the other ones, it was starting at kind of zero. This one was had to like erase stuff, especially for us and putting me with video and you with other parts of presentations and just really using that and storytelling and that sort of stuff in this way. Um, and I happened to go back to zero and be simple and how we cast vision and sharing stories of what we're doing. When we share stories of what we're doing, and like you said, out of obedience, that's casting vision. We mm-hmm. think it's got to be in line, and then we got to have this scripture to back this up, what we're doing, why are we doing this this way, and what is DMM, and all these sorts of things. When, just like we said, Jesus said, this is what I've done, this is what I'm going to do, and sharing that with his disciples, he's casting vision. And then he's asking him tough questions at the end of like, you know, some of these he doesn't really answer. It's like, or what shall a man give in return for his soul? I think he 
if I'm walking out of this, I'm going, these are some deep questions here. <laughs> Time yeah. out here, Jesus. Wait, 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 wait a second here. You know, it's, it, these are things that they had, they couldn't just go, okay, I got it now. They had to walk away and really ask themselves some deep questions after this. And maybe we don't have to have the answer to every question in order to cast a vision effectively. I mean, I used to think you had to have experienced multiple generations of growth before you can cast vision. And if you don't have it, you've got to tell somebody else's story and show people that it works. Otherwise, you can't do it. And now I realize, like, man, there is power in my own personal story of obedience, even if it's one simple step of obedience. And I think if I had to, like, nail down, like, what is one thing that I've learned through this casting vision thing in regard to this passage of Scripture, Jesus' model, and it's simply this. I cannot cast a vision effectively if I'm not obeying Jesus and telling my own personal story out of that obedience. And I think that one principle right there is a game changer when it comes to, you know, casting vision because— we chatted a little bit about this, Joe, but I think one of the reasons why asking questions is so important in regard to casting vision is because people are more committed to the ideas that they discover for themselves. And how have you seen that principle played out in, as you cast vision to people? So it's it was a major discovery light bulb kind of moment for me because it started with, okay, we were on that journey of casting vision. And then I looked at asking questions and I'm like, just like you, well, I got to have all these answers. And I think it's a struggle of like, we said these aren't in order, but yet casting vision can come down the line because it's sometimes easier to have stories when you're obedient to the other ones. But if, if you just start with this, um, this idea of, I read, like we said, the Great Commission. This could be a casting vision. And I realized I wasn't making disciples. Boom. That can be casting vision. What do you see when you read Matthew 28? We think that's not casting vision. You haven't shared anything. That is in a way because you're saying my personal story is I've reread that and God is challenging me in some things. I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> that, mm. that can be obedience to casting vision. And the second part for me is I've always shared, there's someone in my, close to me in my life that, that only dis, discovers things through self-discovery. And I read a book about it. There's even kind of some science behind it. They think, you know, kids and even adults get diagnosed with a lot of different things. But there's something where certain people have kind of this thing in their brain where you could tell them five different ways. They could do it and still not actually have that and go, oh, okay, I've learned now. They have to sit and think, okay, why am I doing this? And is this helping? And you, the only way you can help a person like that is ask them questions that help lead them. Actually, you can't even lead them. You're just asking challenging questions and hoping that as they ask the challenging questions of themselves, that they get to that place. And it is really hard, <laughs> but it showed me, this was a real life scenario that showed me the same thing with casting vision because I immediately wanted to talk to people and I still can fall into this trap. And I've done it so many times of like, oh, you got to hear this. You got it. This, this is the, the evangelist, um, and the apest of it, of, of, you know, spiritual giftings for me is like, I read something. I think this is the greatest thing. And I immediately want to go share it and tell everyone about it. But in doing that, do I ask questions and let them to self-discover, or I have to be the one that tells them all, <laughs> all about mm. it. 
And so I've found that I have to ask questions. And not only that, it parallels life with certain people and how they learn. And I, I think you shared it. How many times does Jesus ask a question and really not give someone an answer? I know, and I'm hesitant to answer that because I think people need to discover it for themselves, right? Uh, but here's the reality. I won't tell you how many times he asks a question or how many times he asked a question, but I will tell you how many times he answers a question. And he answers a question three times. So what happens, Joe, if we answer all the questions for people? I mean, what happens to them if we answer it? They become reliant on us. We get that savior complex of, well, well, we got all the answers. And it goes back to the old pastoral thing. We got to be up at the front. We got to have all the answers. We got to know all the scripture inside and out, the references. And then they suddenly see us as being the person that they go to instead of Jesus. Mm, yeah. And I'll just add to that. I agree with that hundred percent. It's like, we, we don't teach people to think, to listen yeah. to the Lord to find the answers from him. And then I think what happens is uh, we're robbing Jesus from being the Lord of our life. That's a pretty dangerous place to be in. And asking questions was so central to Jesus's life and his teaching. I mean, that process never seemed to end in his relationship with the disciples. So I think that's something that I can learn from Jesus's life is I don't know the specifics of what God wants every person to do, but God does and he wants to reveal that to our lives and he's more committed to this process than we are and i think that's something that we can't forget either i mean he did say to us in the great commission i will be with you always to the very end of the age and there is a role that we are not supposed to play in vision casting it's the role that is meant for the lord alone and i think that's something that we need to to recognize in this process as well is that we are responsible for the obedience piece but we are not responsible for the outcome. How has that set you free through this process? I think it's, it's just the idea of that. Um, I got to cast vision and if I do it right and I'm listening to the Holy spirit, then they're going to come along on this journey. And as we found, that's not the case. Um, a B, even if you have just, Oh, you nailed it. You had the right, you know, visual, the right, this, the right, that. But Joe, I've got the gift of woo. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> you, you know, Brent can put together a PowerPoint with some mind node uh, and some things <laughs> like no other, and maybe even throw in a little fog machine. If you, if you, if you haven't seen that the total package, then let me tell you, but it's just, it's this idea of, again, we get back to like, I'm just sharing something. If you gain something from it, awesome, great, amazing. But if you don't, that's okay. It doesn't change my story and it doesn't change what God's doing through it. And I'm being obedient to scripture. And yes, it doesn't mean that we can't have an answer for someone or can't say, hey, this is the scripture where I found it from. It's just that when we go to doing it all in man's way, as we see what Peter does, think of it in man's way, that we end up going down that wrong road instead of looking at actually how Jesus did it. And you just, mm -hmm. you, you get so turned around. It's just relieving of kind of like, Hey, I don't have to go around to all these people I know and say all the right things. And I have to defend what I'm doing because I know I'm being obedient and following yeah. Jesus. That's it. And I think, I think the simplicity of that is beautiful, Joe. I mean, one of the reasons yeah. that we're desperate for vision casting to work 
is because we're trying to keep something afloat that Jesus never intended for us to keep afloat. And that's probably a whole podcast in and of itself. So I'm not going to get into all of that. I just, I think it's important to mention that Jesus intended for us to have a simple life. And if we don't live in the simplicity of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, then we're dependent on a different kind of vision casting to work. And if the, and, and that, that kind of makes us a slave to doing vision casting in a way that makes people dependent on us. And, and it kind of is a form of slavery when you really press into it. But I think when I look at Jesus's life, when I look at what he just said, uh, it, bring, it bring, brings me to another concept that Jesus taught. Like we have to day, die daily to ourselves. Why is that? Because if we don't, we're going to have a kind of life that requires complexity, stress, fear, and we're trying to keep something afloat that Jesus never intended us to keep afloat. He, he wants us to live simply in obedience to him. And he wants to be the Lord of our life. He wants to be the provider of our life. I mean, man, this presses into so many areas of our life. This isn't just about church. This is about our marriages and our families and how we provide and how we trust. And this is also about joy and Sabbath and vacation and so many other things. We make it really, really difficult. And Jesus wants it to be simple. I'll just close with one story I remember from Casting Vision early on where I think I did it the best was when someone asked me, um, a pastor asked me, well, is that going to work? Well, does it work? And I said, well, that's up to God. And I said, seem to work for them in the book of Acts. And I'm, I'm just kind of, and it seemed to work for Jesus. So I'm just trying to follow him. And I literally, it was at the end of the conversation. I left it at that because I, I, I was done. I probably spent 90% of the time casting vision the wrong way. And then just in that one moment just said, that's, this is what I'm doing. And it seemed to work. And that was the end of it. It was, I was like, okay, I think that was the best thing I've said the entire time. <laughs> I didn't I go that. into anything deeper than that. So what are some challenges? Cause we always like to walk away challenging. We've said one of them is, is search scripture, see how Jesus did it. See how many questions he asks. Is there anything else we can leave them with that might challenge them um, when they're done listening to be obedient? I just say a couple more things. Um, take time to allow God to prune you and prepare you to take the next step of obedience. It's a process that's never over. And if we'll obey each day and cast vision out of our obedience, you'll have a testimony to share and you'll recognize the faithfulness of goodness of God in your life in a way that is inspiring to other people to want to live that kind of life of authenticity as well. You know, I think which brings us to the, you know, die, die daily. You know, if you die daily, pick up your cross and follow Jesus. That's the important piece of that whole thing is following him. You're going to have a story to tell. And that story is going to point to the goodness and the faithfulness of God, which is the most important thing that we can do in vision casting. Amen. So we'll close there, but I do want to close on it. One other thing is we love to share stories on here. Going back to some episodes, we've been talking about prayer. I want to update you that the prayer app is going great with the kids. They want to do it more and more. So it's really cool. It could be because the fireworks at the end, when you when you do the, the prayer, they, they love That's seeing awesome. the, the fireworks, but they kind of hover over the phone. And uh, so I just wanted to update people on that because we did it again last night. And it's great because we can go all around the world and like 
three different places in, in a short amount of time. So it's fun. I mentioned it before, but if you haven't done it, you go on Descent to Share, do it at the prayer app. And then this just second really quick is, is having some great conversations with some neighbors over the break. We talked about going out amongst the lost. I was able to hand out uh, some pies to to neighbors and got to know two new neighbors and had some conversations. And so it was one of those things where I just said, hey, we got to go do it, took my daughter out. And so again, little things opened up some new doors. And I just want to share that with with the, the listeners, because uh, it's just exciting when stuff like that happens and you meet new people in your neighborhood and the possibilities God can do with it. Love that. And we can't wait to hear your stories. So if you have a story to share and you want to fill out the communication form on the website, we would love to share those stories as part of this um, podcast. Uh, This is definitely not about us. This is about a kingdom of disciple makers in the Northwest that really want to press into what God is doing in this season of life. And we want to hear your story. So share it with us. And uh, we can't wait to continue on in this series on raising the seven sails. Blessings. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a Sent to Share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be Sent to Share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at SentToShare.com.